we are back for another episode, but this is not necessarily an all-access USL podcast, like, full-fledged episode. This is more so just a transfer roundup. I figured from now on, um, transfer roundups will probably be coming during the middle of the week. They'll probably be a bit shorter, just talking about transfers, how I think they're doing, or how I think they're going to do, and whatnot. And then on uh, the Sunday or Monday episodes, um, which are the actual USL Championship podcasts, like All Access USL, full episodes is when we talk about mainly other things. Um, we got preseason coming up, so going to dive full on into that and more so probably back into how I think teams are going to do because we've seen a big signings this week that are going to change things for sure. So we might tweak the predictions a little bit because, you know, I still have time, so we'll see. But figured um, doing transfers as an episode and then more adding, being able to talk about more on the actual full episodes on the weekend uh, just gets you guys more content and I'm able to talk about more stuff. I'm just able to get to more things that I want to talk about. So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about some transfers today that have been that have been completed um, throughout the week. The first one we're going to talk about uh, is not the most recent one. It's Bruno Lapa from the Birmingham Legion to Memphis 901. This move honestly really surprised me because I feel like the Birmingham, Birmingham have a lot of moves to make, in my opinion, if they want to be a good team. They still got Cronali. Uh, Enzo Martinez, they've still got Mad Van Ogle, they've got, still got Spanenberg, they've still got a lot of good players, they've got Juan Agudelo re-signed, they still have good players, don't get me wrong, they won't be like horrible, but they have been stripped, specifically with the losses of Bruno Lapa and Marlon Santos now, and I, I mean, Enzo Martinez was really good last year, we'll talk about that in a second, Um, but this is a rough loss. So, Bruno Lapa had 5 goals, 4 assists, 30 appearances in 2022, and 17 goals and 11 assists in 67 overall USL Championship appearances. I like this move for Memphis a lot because I think they they lost a lot defensively, and they definitely have not made up for it yet. They might, but not yet. But I think having the opportunity to have Kissidu and Bruno Lapa on the same team is incredible. Both behind Philip Goodrum, they are going to score so many goals. It's not even funny. So I think Bruno Lapa, realistically, because they play a 4-2-3-1, will play wide attacking mid to let Kissidu uh, stay through the middle, um, which is going to be insane. And then we can talk about Enzo Martinez for Birmingham's sake. Uh, he was very good in 2022. 15 goals, 8 assists, and 34 appearances. Played every game and got 23 goal contributions. He had a very good year, but Birmingham are still going to need some quality depth if they still want to be a playoff team. Like With this loss, I would still, I think I, if I remember correctly, I didn't record that long ago, I put Birmingham in 10th. I'd still keep them 10th. But it's going to be a lot 
worst of a 10th without Bruno Lapa. They have so many moves to make, but they're going to make them. They have 16 players in their squad. If they don't, then they would be fucked for the season because that's five subs and 11 starters. If doing just a simple math there. They are going to make signings, but they need to be well worth it to replace what they have lost, which is a good amount. So big addition for Memphis, especially with what they've had stripped from them this year and a big loss for Birmingham. That is for sure. So Bruno Lapa to Memphis 901. We can move on to Beverly Makangila from the Colorado Springs switchbacks to Hartford Athletic. Um, there's really not much to talk about here. Um, in my opinion, purely because, sorry, I just went over to my recording and it had frozen, so I was a bit confused, but we're all good. Um, he made 17 starts for the switchbacks in 2022 and nine appearances from the bench. So did well, but to get on the field, he's still only 2022. It was a very good switchbacks midfield that he had tried to get into. So to get into that is pretty decent um and he was very solid in his appearances last year i'm not too sure what he's going to be able to do in this hardford team because this hardford team gets more stacked by the day but i like him as a young option and i think getting that youth in for hardford is big um i think honestly moving on agile martinez was a good option he's 36 he still has quality uh wherever he goes but he's not going to perform that much especially at that age and I think while they don't play the same position, like, at all, uh, I think bringing in this youth is only going to help Hartford. And Mackangila, I think, will be able to grow nicely under Tab Ramos. So, I think that's a good move. Will be interesting to see how he does throughout that midfield, especially since he is more of a defensive midfielder, more so than an attacking one. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, also to Hartford is Matt Sheldon from the Charleston Battery. 119 USL championship appearances to his name and featured 29 times in a Charleston defense last year that for the sake of better vocabulary got absolutely terrorized the whole time. One of the worst defensive, um, like tactically put together seasons I've ever seen. It was bad. It was really bad to watch. Offensively, they were like fantastic. They could score goals whenever they wanted. I can say that all the time because it's true. But there's games. I'm going to pull this game up all the time. The 4-3 loss at home to the Indy 11. A mediocre Indy 11 team. It was just one of those things where had they been even a little bit better defensively, they could have put that game to bed and it would have been a big three points. But no, they just let it go and they lose. So uh, Matt Sheldon, and necessarily Matt Sheldon, didn't play that great last year. He's a decent 1v1 defender and does well going forward at is what you're going to get from most fullbacks in the USL championship. But I mean, he's, he has done it consistently over his time in the USL championship. So fair play to him. He is a very good addition to Hartford. I would say leadership wise, he's a great leader. He knows what he's doing and he's got that good balance, you know, obviously with the YouTube channel and being able to do this. So yeah, he's got that ability and he will provide a good fight with Joel Johnson for playing time. Joel Johnson is going to start. He had a fantastic year. Even though Hartford were not that good last year, Joel Johnson was fantastic, um, especially contributing up front. So I think Joel Johnson will start. We'll see if Sheldon does get play time. Maybe he'd even play on that left side. I doubt it, though. 
Uh, but yeah, Matt Sheldon from the Battery to the Hartford Athletic. Uh, Eric Jose Donaciano moves from Nashville SC to Oakland Roots on a permanent deal. Um, this one is a bit of a harder one to gauge purely because he is he still he still has a lot to prove at 24 years of age, and he seems like a pure depth move from Oakland, like. No doubt. He's going to be a backup winger to Leno Mafeka and Darius Formella. Um, and I put Darius Formella there because Charlie Dennis is gone and Charlie Dennis was playing out wide um, towards the end of the last season. Uh, Donaciano played at Phoenix and OKC on loan before leaving Nashville permanently. But it seems like a pure depth move, especially after losing a Keem Ward, who was able to play not only uh, fullback, and wing back, but also could move up to that wide winger role as well. So seems a good little pickup. We'll see how it plays out for the roots. I wouldn't expect much of it has the talent for sure because he's been signed and watching what he's been able to do seems decent, but again, we'll just have to see how it plays out. I expect him to be a backup for at least the beginning part of the season. So next We've got Cristiano Francois from the El Paso Locomotive to RGV. And this signing in particular is very intriguing purely because Francois had a very disappointing, just like the El Paso Locomotive in general, it was a very disappointing year. Um, he make one goal, one assist, and 26 appearances. He gets that interstate move, but more so I think it's an interesting move because I RGV are having to replace Jonas Fjellberg. And Jonas Fjellberg last year, six goals in his last 10 games, crucial getting them into the playoffs. I mean, it was fantastic what he was able to pull together. It was pretty stunning watching him able to just turn it on like that. And Francois is going to have to try and be a, not a like for like a better replacement. If RGV want a chance of being in the playoffs again, will we Get that Cristiano Francois that we know he's got in him. I don't know, but I like the move for RGV. I think it's honestly a low risk, especially with what RGV are as trying to be a development-ish team. I think it's a good move for them. And I think he will be able to have a lot better of a year than he did last year. Because I think El Paso last year altogether um, were just a little bit of a train wreck. Train wreck. They had... They're good days, but most of the time they were getting absolutely pummeled. And I believe it was the start of the season last year where they were absolutely horrific. And that just did not help any morale. So I think getting Francois out of there is good. And I think RGV will be a good spot for him. Uh, next, um, these two signings happened today. So, and they're honestly very, like, intriguing. Especially towards where I think these teams will finish. Um, Emil Cuello, great um, depth for the Phoenix Rising in that attacking mid spot. Like I, I put, I wrote down, joins a very stacked attacking midfield core, but will provide good assistance, likely coming off the bench. Two goals, two assists in 22 appearances for the Sacramento Republic in 2022. He still has an incredible finish on him and should be a solid addition. I mean, now he's got Danny Barejo, who just came in, who I think will be a starter. He has. Young and he's got he's 
been very good in his USL championship days so far. So I think he will be a starter for sure. I just, I don't think Cuello will be able to get that much playtime, but when he does get playtime, I still think he will be a fantastic player for the rising. So the fact that they have like four quality, um, play, uh, attacking midfielders is pretty incredible. And I think that would just push them up the table. Maybe, a, maybe, a, maybe a spot or two, maybe a spot or two. We'll see. I'll revisit it a little bit for the next full Alexis USL episode. And then our last signing, Anmar Jose Playas Paba from Colmenares to the Oakland Roots. I would assume that he is the starting striker now, but he concerns me a little bit. At 30 years old, he only has 63 career appearances and 20 goals. So I'm concerned of his experience being that old and not having that many appearances. Um, 20 goals in 20 in 63 appearances is not a bad return. That's about a goal about every three games, which isn't terrible. Um, he'd get about 12 or 13 goals if he continued that into this season. Um, but I am concerned if this will be his level. Um, from what I've seen, he can put himself in good positions and has a good finish. Reminiscent of Carlson, but I do not think he's going to get Magnus Otar Magnus Carlson uh, levels of goals this year. If he does, I'd be pretty shocked, but you know, anything can happen. If he if he does it, if he's able to hit 10 goals, I think Oakland will have a better season than I anticipated, but I'm not sure he's going to be able to get there. I am truly not sure. It is a risk, no doubt, for Oakland to be going uh, for him, but I'm intrigued to see how it goes. So that is the transfers for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening um it i uh, yeah <laughs> had a had a minute there um new episode coming out sunday or monday for all a full all access usl episode so um going to be going through preseason like i said and then going through probably a little bit of tweaking to my predictions so That'll come out Sunday or Monday, and I will see you guys for that episode.